This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey, hello everyone. We're back. Did you miss us? It's been a week. I know it's hard to go a week without shower door pros in your life, but true to form, we're back, back in action. Got all the regulars here, some of the irregulars, um, you know, a little of this, a little of that. So what's going on out there, man? What's new and exciting? What's happening in the industry that I haven't heard about? I'm sure there's probably something that I'm totally missing. Hmm. There's the uh, the National Builders Show in Orlando next week. That's that's a big deal. I don't Tell know. Tell us about guys, that. Have you never gone to that? It's it's absolutely amazing. That's where all the big boys go, like Kohler and Moen, uh, sort of plumbing supplies, the builders, so doors, windows, but anything to do with the home. They're usually phenomenal shows. They'll take up the whole Orlando Convention Center. Uh, we're gonna run up there to see it. I believe Max and Andrew are gonna be there from NGA. Because uh, the, the temporary plan is for them to come down and visit us next week. So I think they're leaving Orlando and driving to South Florida. So we'll see. But that's a great show. I think I'm going to drive up for that one. Yeah, Max and Andrew, they don't miss much. No. no. But the, hey, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And they're doing it good. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to trade places. I couldn't. There's no way I could keep up with those guys. Hey, uh, I, I'd like to throw some kudos out there, if you don't mind, Chris. Please, I <laughs> so like I, kudos. They're my favorite. I, I mean, I read a lot of posts, and there's a lot of guys that post on your webpage, right, or on this Facebook page. They don't come on on Tuesdays, but I guess they listen to us. Uh, but I want to give kudos to Brian Schwartz, because he is nothing but positive uh, comments. And, Brian, kudos to you, because, you know, you can easily fall into donking on people's things or saying bad stuff and you're always positive and I, I think you're a real bright spot thank you i appreciate that yeah it ser it serves no purpose for anybody to be to be negative and and constructive criticism is one thing but you know criticizing just to you know get a couple words in and, and a couple digs on people is is pointless you know precisely precisely Thank you, though. I appreciate that. I do. Uh, well, just want you to know it doesn't go unnoticed. All right. All right. You have, so, you have, some, you have something to prove. Prove it with your work. Your work's exactly. Show it. Exactly. <laughs> so you're right, Brian. Helping people out, being direct, is uh, that's okay. It's encouraged. But when it's got that negative taint, that we don't have room for that in our shop. Why would we do it in our groups? Right. Right. But, it, you know, it, it's very, very obvious. I saw Billy's on now, and I saw a comment towards Billy. <laughs> I saw his response. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. It was a professional response. But yeah. <laughs> well put. Uh, nothing demeaning. Hope you sell a lot of doors. Have a good day. <laughs> uh -huh. it, don't tell me I'm not trying to bring negativity while you're just dropping negativity. I'm not... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a backhanded uh, slap in the face, right? Exactly. 
But hey, to each their own. If they don't like it, I'm cool with it. It's not their house and my business is not their business. So it's all good. It's all good. But I'm not, I'm not one to be like, yeah, just keep on rolling. I'll typically say something. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that over and over again. It, there's no really correct way of doing it as long as it's right and it's safe. <clears throat> it's all that matters. So whether you use wall hinges or pivot hinges or hinge it left or hinge it right, you know, there's a lot of different reasons behind it. There's nobody, uh, nobody out there should question that. I think they should know that you're in business long enough to you've gone through it with a customer and hey, if this is what they want, we're the professional, we'll install it. Just because we're professional doesn't mean we have to persuade them our way. We'll do it. We'll do what they want as long as it's safe. Uh, safety's always got to be number one, right? And then if it's functional. That's it. Hey, Chris, I have an idea for you talking about posts just before we get into a topic. If somebody asked a question in the group, like on the, on the page that's already been answered in the videos, I feel like you should have some kind of like, like buzzer that you send them that makes them go to the videos and watch them rather than asking the question and getting the whole, you know, the whole group's opinion. Cause I feel like it happens regularly. So <clears throat> it does, it does. Yeah, I don't know, you know, if, if somebody had time to do it, could just kind of go through and um, kind of take clips, you know, out of the videos, uh, you know, little five minute clips, whatever that cover a topic, you could kind of put together a library of those. And that would be really awesome. You know, I mean, I don't know, it would take some, someone who has, you know, a little bit of free time and the talent, you know, and the uh, technical skill to to go through and do something like that. But it would be it would be a, a real service if someone could. It would be cool each week is if you find that during this Zoom call, this one hour Zoom call, if there was a 30 second spot that's really good, you cut it out, you put it, a post as a teaser. It says, join us, you'll find tidbits like this. So just grab a little thing that'll spark somebody's interest and post it. But you gotta have somebody with some time and some effort. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll you know. hire my 15-year-old niece to do it. She loves editing videos. I'll get her to do it. So send me access to it, Chris, and I'll, uh, wow. I'll get her to do it. Awesome. Yeah, well, you know, um, it gets posted. Well, I'll, um, you know, it goes up immediately at when it streams. It just goes up raw, right? So there's all the, like, whatever, the, the initial part of it and then the stuff that doesn't get trimmed out and the YouTube video, but then I'll post the YouTube video usually within a day or two. And then that's kind of trimmed down more like brass tacks sort of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, there's actually a, a little utility you could get, a little app that will rip videos straight from YouTube. Trying to think of what it's called. I've got a copy of it. I'll look for it and I'll, I'll share it with you guys. You could also make it downloadable, Chris, as a setting. <clears throat> is that uh, a like, setting? Is that a setting in YouTube? It is in Vimeo. Um, I believe it's in oh. YouTube as well. Yeah, and uh, likewise, we have a full-time editor on the team too. So if you need that, just let us know. We do it for other stuff all the time. 
doesn't have to benefit us just if that's something you guys need. If, if Billy's niece doesn't work out, you know, free is always best. But if that doesn't work out, you know, we can help out too. Just let me know. But I, I agree with Bill. Just making little snippets might get people more engaged with wanting to come in here and check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome to be able to drop those in to uh, comments. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like cool. It, I mean, if you can, if you have someone who can, you know, do that, I mean, you know, just here and there a little bit would be, would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But anyway, hey, I see we've got oh. someone different here. I mean, don't mean hey. that you're different, you know, like that. I mean, I just, you know. <laughs> that. We're all a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Kevin. What's going on, Kevin? What's up? What's going on, guys? How are, how's everybody doing? Doing great, Good. man. Hey, Kevin. Welcome. Nice. Hey, Bill. Yeah. How are you? Good. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, we're clip located in Cliffside Park, which is 15 minutes off uh, from New York City. So we're like five minutes from the George Washington Bridge. So, you know, we're in the Bergen County area. Nice. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. So what kind of work do you do? Do you just do primarily shower doors or you do like a full service thing or what? Uh, we do. So this is my father's business. He retired a few, four or five years ago and uh, right out of college and everything I took over and uh, he used to do just shower doors and windows and mirrors. And I've expanded it to doing like glass railings, um, wine cellars, you know, heavy stuff. You know, the back, the back isn't grateful, you know. At least I have youth on my side, but yeah, that's all we can do. What, what's the yeah. name of your What's the name of your company? Uh, Danny's Glass. Here you go. These are some gym shirts I made up. Danny's. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I see a couple people. What's going on, Street Brian? What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good, man. How's the snow up by you? Is it good? <laughs> Melted? Uh, it's melting. It's starting to get messy out there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't yeah, miss it. Gotta... I don't miss it. I'm yeah, sure. me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Not cold here in Santa Cruz. It's like, I mean, it's like 50 or something, man. It's been cold. I, I had to put my, like, <laughs> socks on and stuff. I had to, you know... <laughs> Did you yeah, put on one sock? <laughs> put on the socks and everything. Yeah. Uh, are they are they Kevlar? Are they Kevlar so you can install in them? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Still wear shorts, but just socks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are you guys are you guys got it good out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really complain. But hey, that little um that program I'm talking about, it's called Mini Tool. Um, it's, uh, mini tool movie maker. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool little, uh, app for, you know, editing videos. I don't use it much, but, but it's got a little companion app. It's called mini tool YouTube downloader. And you can just open it up and put the address of the YouTube video you want in there and it'll like save it. Any, any YouTube video. I think it's legal. I don't know. <laughs> find out whether it's legal or not i advocate it <laughs> it works <laughs> i like it but anyway yeah that's cool so uh 
I don't know. I really didn't think up a topic. You know, I, I realized that like I'll come up with a topic and then we talk about it for five minutes and then like end up talking about something else anyway. Maybe we just let look, maybe some of the new people that have come on and they can just ask a question with all the hundreds and hundreds of years of experience that's on this call. And I'm just talking about Bill. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, Mike and I were talking about that. So any of you that have a question or just, a, I mean, this should be a really transparent group. So if you're struggling in your business or there's just something that just isn't going, great, great opportunity to ask questions. I yeah. love that idea. I got one for you guys. So today, I walked back in my office. I was gone uh, basically measuring all day. And when I walked in, my office manager was quoting some shower doors and she looked exasperated. <clears throat> one customer on a new construction build had like six iterations of a design they were trying to go through. Um, you know, if this uh, heavy glass, semi-frameless, et cetera. Uh, how do you guys, how do you guys approach somebody who's wanting all these different, uh, um, different types of designs? Obviously, you know, you're spending, your administrative staff is spending a significant amount of time trying to chase down all that, communicating with them. Mm -hmm. Do you charge a, a, a premium? Uh, how, how do you all handle it? I'm just curious. Uh, uh, and it's not even, the tile's not even on yet. Um, I mean, I have my own thoughts, but I'm just curious as to how you guys uh, approach that. That's a great question. I'll tell you what we do. We, we just quote it, whatever they ask us to quote. We don't charge them anything for it. I don't ask for a fee. Um, I don't know. That's just us. I understand where you're going with that because it's a lot of time. Uh, if they want six and you're only going to buy one, that means you're wasting five of them right off the bat. And so I understand it, but we just do it because we do it. I don't know. Well, I, so so my my first thought was, uh, and and one of my lead uh, measure guys and, and installers, uh, him and I were having a conversation. I think we have some responsibility on our end to, if we're we're quote unquote the experts, then I think we need to narrow them into what is mm -hmm. right. And what is what we feel is the best, um, I guess, layout or design that's going to give them the look that they want. Um, but don't let have let don't let them have six options. Like let can we narrow this thing down to like two, maybe three? Uh, I, uh, because the, you know they what what's the they continue over and over and over and over again to change it. I, I think. I, I just feel like we have a responsibility at some point as the experts to say, this is how I think you need to go. Just curious. I would do that. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's just no. me, though. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I, I wouldn't. I, I'd price it out what they want. I'd give them the advantages and disadvantages of both, and I'd show them why. But it's still their choice. I mean, it's no different than the picture Billy posted last week. If he had the choice and he designed the shower, it had been different. But he put in what they selected. And there's guys that took exception to it. But there was nothing wrong with what he did. He did it right. He did it professionally. He did it safe. And so, Mike, it's the same thing. I know you're going to waste time. But, you know, we look at one shower for somebody and give them six iterations of the one shower, meaning... Do you want low iron? Do you want three eighths? Do you want half inch? Do you want coating on the glass? 
Uh, do you want pivots or do you want wall mounts? And we're giving them all those options just for the one layout. And we're doing it all the time with blueprints for builders because they ask us to do the value assessment on it to try and get them as cheap as possible. Uh, value engineering, they call it. Yeah, we do it. That's kind of part of our service. But at the end of the day, yeah, you make that decision and we install it if it's safe. Yeah, if it's safe, you know, then you can do it. But if they're not, no, I wouldn't waste my time on it. That's right. I, I don't see it as wasting five quotes. I just see it as it's just part of narrowing down to get to what they're looking for. Uh, and it, maybe it's just a matter of perspective, but uh, some customers require more work than others. Uh, we all know that for sure. But um, I just, I don't see it as wasting five. I just see it as getting down to uh, narrowing it down to uh, the options that they're, they're looking for. We're just serving the customer. Um, and it is what it is. Mike, I, I, I find also when you spend that kind of time with a customer, it's not that they're beholden to you, but they have a hard time going somewhere else after you put yep. all that time, time and effort Agreed. into it and didn't charge them. You know, you didn't charge them for that. So somewhat down deep, they're going to feel like they at least owe you the job. Mm -hmm. They may still try and beat you up on the price. Everybody does. But uh, I don't know. I think you add a lot more value by not charging for that. We, just just, just to, to be clear, we never have charged additional right. for that. Um, I feel like more and more we've gotten these type of customers who come in and want multiple iterations. Over the years, I essentially have done that uh, free of charge. I just is kind of curious as to see where you guys might be on that. So I, mean, I, I appreciate I, the feedback. Mike, you've, you've done thousands of doors. I'm sure on your computer system, you have these saved. So mm -hmm. if you're looking at a five foot stall, you can immediately cut and paste five iterations. You could do French doors, panel door, panel, door and panel, sliders, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it takes all that much effort, just kind of like copy and paste and say, here's your options. Okay, okay Chris is gonna kill me. I have to, I have to, I'm putting money in the nonprofit every time. So one of the biggest frustrations is two, I have two answers real quick. First of all, an old timer in my shop when I was like 17 was like, you want to know how to not quote a shower? Just hand them the CRL book, have them just look through it. You're going to get created a disaster. And no. I never forgot that. And the second part is when we built Bigfoot, but tap to plug, the ability to clone multiple bids with one click of a button has been a game changer. I can send six iterations or six clicks and that has been helpful because then the customer can see one, two, three, they choose the right one. And then you're not going to mess up the communication three weeks later when the job's done too. So I don't mean to plug it. I just mean whether Bill said, whether you've got a folder where you've saved them all, you're using another technology. I'm not here to just plug it. Or in our tool, you lay out your templates. I know Brian, like you're getting into it. Chris, you, you went through that. You put out your, your most common ones. Click, click, click. They want oil rub bonds. Click, click, click. They want brush nickel. Give them, don't give them too many options. It's going to overwhelm them, but make it easy for you to give them three or two. But to your point, um, Bill, or give them the option to upcharge to Starfire on their own. They'll choose it on their own because add-ons are important. So that's my little plug. We can make this easier so we don't have to charge. And then on the topic of charging, half of our clients, I'd say, charge for shower and closure consultations. It's becoming more popular as labor is becoming scarce. 
The other half are in their old guard. We're going to do it for free. We've seen very little decrease in customers. It's just to each their own. So um, it's sometimes between your own head. If you're just getting started and you don't have enough business, definitely do free. If you're like Bill and you've got a whole fortress of just shops, do it for free. But if you're buried and you don't have a choice, charge 19 bucks for an hour of just working with a customer if, you, if you're really buried. So that's my, my two cents, take it or leave it. And I'm happy to be challenged if I'm wrong. Oh, my only question, my only question is, are you scaring the customer away with $19? Or are you gonna say, are you kidding me? I, I asked that, that so, so we have a one client bill that we did a before after test, very large shop, $6 million shop. Yeah. Their closing ratio actually stayed almost the same on their in-home consultation. And the, the, the tire kicker Walmart customers just left and they kept better customers and because they value their time. And by the way, if you're on a professional shower shop, forget everything I'm saying, but that professionalism, they branded it as, and they charge 150 for an in-home template consultation. And the owner said it best. He's like, if they're going to walk this bid down the street. I'm at least, you know, I did all the heavy lifting for them. They, they do, they do it all. They do the layers or level, they do a presentation. So I just think it's to each their own. And I'm not sitting here telling you to do it, but if you're flirting with that and you want to talk to some people that have made the jump, I can get you connected with them, not in your market, to talk through those questions. But I, when, when it first came up, Bill, I was the first one to say, this is stupid. You're going to lose customers. You are all crazy. That's not how we've done it since the 90s. I was dead wrong, data-wise, dead wrong. Um, that might change if the economy changes and we're all hurting again. Free is better than all we've got. So take it or leave it. I'm just here to share it. And five bucks going into the pocket for freaking plugging. I don't want to be here to plug, but I did want to. I did want to help you guys out if I can. That should go to Billy's niece for doing the video editing. <laughs> yeah, we should all go. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> we offend yeah. someone. If we hurt someone's feelings, you got to put money in. <clears throat> yeah, you know, actually, when when that topic came up, I I thought about the eclipse right away uh, because the the idea of being able to produce a number of quotes or, you know, variations of the same, you know, opening and, um, and present them really quickly. And that's one of the powerful things that, that uh, Big Clips does. That's really cool. Cause you know, you're already working on it and you're in there and you've got these templates set up. It's easy just to put a couple of them together. My little kind of alternative take on this being kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum from Bill, right? So it's just, it's me and my wife. So my wife answers the phone. She takes calls. You know, she um, greets customers if they come into our little showroom. And uh, it's kind of the inside salesperson. But I'm the guy who does the quotes. And what I'll have is I'll have someone request a quote. And I'll say, um, I'll give them a quote and then they'll come back and say, well, can you give me the quote? Same thing in a half inch class, you know? So then I will. And then they'll come back and say, well, what about, you know, if, if we do it in low iron? So I'll give it to that, you know, and then they'll, but, and they'll come well, how about if we do this other, you know? Um, and for me being just the only guy here, I can't, you know, it's hard for me to give the same customer, you know, 12 different quotes. Um, now, fortunately, that's a rarity. I mean, most of my customers are going to come ask me for something. I'm going to suggest something. And they're just going to go go with it. So it's probably 
maybe 5% of customers who really need that much hand holding and attention and walking along. And Bill's right. You know, I mean, if, if you can go ahead and cater to that person, you may end up with one of those like lifetime customers. Mm -hmm. But all that being said, I do have a little canned message that I can send out at some point that says, look, this is a, this is a quote, you know, this is kind of a ballpark estimate. This is not an exact price. This is based on the information you gave me sight unseen. So it's like, if I get out to the job and I find out there are some factors that I wasn't aware of, um, it could change the price a little bit. And the reason that I'm pro providing this, you know, like kind of on loan, online estimate is to give you an idea of what my pricing is like. So you can see if we're kind of in the ballpark, if it's, you know, or if we're just completely outside of your budget. Um, so there is kind of a gentle way to, to kind of break someone, hey, yeah, you know, I've given you six quotes and, you know, a seventh quote is really not going to help you. I wanted to comment to Mike um, about his question on all the options. So uh, especially when I was quoting a lot myself without anybody to help me, uh, I'm not afraid to give ranges in pricing. Uh, so if a customer has a certain design and I know that I'm going to charge differently, depending on whether we do a header, no header, you know, wall hinges, different handles, I'll provide a, I'll provide a price range uh, to try to speed up that initial process, especially if it's a, you know, a, a really ahead of time price. So if I'm looking at plans, uh, if I'm getting a, an image of a shower with just studs in the space, uh, I'll give them a price range. So that they know, so one, it allows me to vet them to figure out, are they serious and do they understand what the price of a frameless shower is? Because I do have people who come to me thinking they can get a frameless shower for the price of the Dreamline unit at Lowe's. So, so I vet them on that end if it's, if it's way ahead of time. Now, if it's, uh, you know, they send me imagery and tile is completed, that's different. So I'm going to approach it as... You want these options. Are there any of those I can rule out because they don't make sense? And then I'm going to price most of the options. But typically when we're pricing something to a customer, uh, depending on the size of the shower and the observations we make about it, we're going to give them some of those options immediately. So we're going to give them a base price and then we're going to give them some of their upgrades just in a sequence. So if we're sending them pricing, we're going to give them kind of their 3 8 frameless base number and then we're going to give them ads. So they can choose an ad for half inch, an ad for coating, uh, an ad for a handle upgrade. Those are kind of just built into our conversation that we're having with them, uh, which you know most of the time for our non-contractor uh, non customers is digital. So it's a, it's a text conversation we're having with them. So, so I don't know about other folks. It sounds like to me not many people are giving out price ranges on showers, but I know volume drives that with me. So if volume is staying consistently high, then I can't myself spend an hour of my day pricing out five or six options. Um, and it may not take an hour, but I'm, it's not just me pricing them. Other people in my office are going to take longer to price uh, different styles. So we get price ranges. And that usually covers kind of from your base clear three eighths 
up to maybe your half inch coated and then your ultra clears and things like that are going to be ads. So that's, that's one way I tackle a customer. One, I want to vet them, see how serious they are. And then if they do seem serious, then we're going to work them through those ads to their, to their price. I hope that, I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah. yeah and if, and if you have them send in a picture, then they feel like you got to see it too. So it's not just a verbal ballpark. So some of you guys get use text, email, get big clips, whatever. Getting an image from the customer helps them feel confident like they, that they know you know what you're looking at. And we found a lot higher closing ratio of people who include images versus people who just ballpark. Yeah, like that's that's what I try to do. Like I'm I'm in a similar boat as as like Chris and a couple other guys here, where I'm you know it's it's pretty much just me doing all the quoting and the pricing and and having the contact and conversation with customers. And like for me to price out, you know, say a door and an inline panel, for me to price that out various ways, whether it's three eighths clear shower guard, you know, low iron. That's easy enough because I can just go in the program and, and with a couple clicks of the mouse, I can adjust the glass type and, and whatever it may be. And, and there's your new price that I'm, I'm it's e I get less frustrated basically doing it that way. When it comes down to a design change um, and the design change, I mean, in a door and an inline panel, there, I mean, the design change is either the doors on the left or the right. That's really it. So that's not too bad. But, you know, if it's a if it, if it's a notch panel door with a notch panel return, you know, and then they want, you know, well, sliders, what if we put the door in the center? Can we hinge the door on this side instead of that side? That's where I personally feel like I can waste a lot of time doing that. Um, without any real confidence in the customer that I'm getting the job. Um, I try to give price ranges when it's like a preliminary quote. I'll kind of give a ballpark figure. Um, and a lot of times I'll put the, the shower guard add-on right off the top. Um, I'll tell them, you know, I'll explain a little bit about what it is. Um, and if they choose it, it's this much more, you know, it's X amount more. Um, it seems to, it seems to work out most of the time, but like, it's funny. Cause I had one today where I thought we had taken care of all this conversation via text message and I'm sending pictures. This is what it's going to look like. Here's a, here's a, the same layout with clamps. Here it is with channel from previous ones I had done, you know, and I thought we had it all hashed out and, you know, the constant reminder, like when I come out for final measurements, I need that deposit check. And, uh, you know, I get there and like the guy wants to haggle on the price and, you know, and, and like, I can feel myself getting like annoyed, like, you know, dude, we, we went through all this, like for three days and like, here I am. And like, you're not ready to, you're not ready to pull the trigger. Like I didn't need to be here right now. I could be doing other things. And like, it's hard for me. Cause it's not like I have other people that are handling other aspects while I'm out doing this like it's just wasted time for me and I don't know I mean it's frustrating you know I'm still kind of learning to adjust and, and figure it all out but I don't know if we'll ever have it figured out really I mean I, mean, I, I feel so hey I'm Christina I um haven't been here in several weeks I'm really sorry guys it's been a little while welcome back good to see you Christina hey, hey guys um 
I feel so we have a receptionist who's full time with customers and she's great and she will dedicate the time she's there to talk to somebody on the phone for like 45 minutes if they want to, you know, and it's amazing, but and we have software to do all these iterations, but she spent days trying to get pricing for a customer who wanted rain glass, but like shower guard rain glass and shower guard frosted and and all these different prices. And then she was sending them a competitor, or, uh, they were sending us a competitor's quote and they were like, well, can you beat this? And it's like, then we were getting calls from a contractor we work with who apparently is also their contractor who had baked the price into his entire bid. And he was like, well, you're talking to them and I'm talking to them. And now this is just getting really confusing and they're a customer from hell apparently. And like at a certain point, it's kind of a red flag of like, you know what? It's not worth talking to this person. They're not serious about it. They're just trying to find the best price. They're here to waste everybody's time. And, you know, it's not even like an education or a due diligence at a certain point. It's like they are really taking everyone for a ride. And we lost that. I, I responded to the guy and I just told him like, you know, I, hi, I'm Anna's manager. And, um, you know, this is our price. Thank you for your time. Let us know if you have more questions or whatever. Good luck with your project. And he said that he made a decision with somebody else. And honestly, it's their go backs to deal with. I feel bad for them because it's just like we spent days with this customer. So um, at, at a certain point, it's like almost a saving grace to see a customer like go with the competitor when they're like that, you know? Yeah, I have this saying that I never regret the job that I didn't get. I only regret the job that I did get that I wish that I hadn't done. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Christina, they did you a favor because as the other competitor keeps going back, you're on to new business. So they're actually doing you a favor. And if you look at it that way, no hard feelings, be done with it. Yeah, I, I call those, which it actually turned out to be in this case, I call those good customers for my competition. And, and like you said, it, it actually worked out that way this time. That's great. Codependency is not a customer service strategy. Brings up a great topic, though. How many of you feel that your customers are getting bids from other glass companies? I mean, how oh often are you doing bids that you know that there's going to be other bids on? 10% uh, of your business? 50%? How much? Time. At All least a time. third. At least a third. I always assume that everybody's getting a bid somewhere else. Just yeah. like, you know, I always, always assume the NSA is listening in on my phone call now. <laughs> Try to be on my best behavior all the time. They're watching this and, and, and are your bids and your presentation better than everybody in your market? Are you doing social media links and are you giving them before afters? Are you telling your story? But just in case the spouse doesn't tell how great you are to the person who just sees the number at the bottom. So no matter what you're using, are you presenting your best foot forward? 24 hours a day or I guess that's what I was getting at is how are you building your brand? How did they hear about you? And why did they come to you? Christina, why did they come back and ask you if you had matched the price? It's telling me they want you to do the work because if the price is better, why didn't they just go with the other guy? Why are they even coming back to you? So there's got to be a reason there. 
Yeah, so our receptionist um, was phenomenal and provided such great customer service to them. And that's probably why, but after I heard from the other contractor and this, that, and the other, I just decided like, I'm gonna kind of nip this in the bud because I'm gonna cut, cut our losses at this point because he's not only going with competitors and everything, but he's going to haggle and once we're there, he's gonna nitpick. And it's gonna be like, you know, you could have the best installers and the perfect job and they're still going to ask you to come back because they don't like the eighth inch gap between the door and the panel. And it's like, well, that's the standard. So, gosh, we had that today. I'm just so jaded by customers right now. We have we have such wonderful customers, but those aren't the ones that stick with you. And the ones that stick with you are the ones that are just like the most nitpicky or the meanest or whatever. So it's just been like a wild ride this week. Anyway, it's really sorry really to turn that off uh, early on when I was selling. It's really hard to turn that off, that concern over what am I not doing? Um, but it, it's it's a battle. I had a conversation with somebody in my office today. They were going back into our digital log of conversations with customers and they went down a rabbit hole. They shouldn't have gone down for the last, you know, four to five months. And they're like, there's a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff in here. We haven't sold. And I, and I, I said, you, you can't, you can't do that in business. Now you do have to be able to go back to your customers and touch base with them and keep a log of them. And you don't just give them a price and then disappear from them. You can't do that and be successful, but you cannot dwell yourself on what you're not doing um, outside of a certain window. Uh, we, you have to understand, you know, a customer, their window of time in construction is longer than what your mind thinks when they're building a home or doing something like that or doing a remodel. But you cannot do that to yourself if you're running your business well and pricing, you know, in market parameters, uh, because that's what I told, I told this person, I said, you, you, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You have to look at what we are selling and are those numbers comparable to where we need to be, where we want to be and where we are pushing to be not so much what we didn't sell because what we missed doesn't correlate with what we're doing. As long as the numbers that we're doing are where they want, where we want them to be. Now, if your numbers that you're doing are not where you want them to be, uh, and our low, then yeah, you've got to go back in and see why am I missing on those other ones? What's causing that? But if your volume is high enough, I, I drove myself crazy in my young days of selling showers because it was a very different market. I felt like I had to sell every single shower, no matter what. But now I have learned and I, there's always something in the back of my head when I go to a job or I talk to a customer, or even, even if I'm texting with them, I can get that feel of, this doesn't seem right. Or they're asking like, like they know too much about what they're asking being just a regular homeowner. And it, and it ticks my brain to, okay, I've got to be on my toes on this one to know whether I'm getting my time wasted uh, or if this is something worth my time. And that's something that's difficult with training new people uh, who are new to doing showers or haven't been in glass work to understand vetting that customer on the front end. But yeah, it's, it's something you cannot beat yourself up about. You have to do your due diligence. Don't get me wrong. Um, and a lot of digital platforms are great for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure Jim, Jim would agree. Uh, but you got to do your due diligence, but you can't, you can't beat yourself up about what you've missed. You just got to pay attention to what you are doing. So. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think like, I think my concern isn't what we're not getting or what we miss because we do a really, we have a lovely win rate. Brad does a great job of following up uh, with customers. We get a lot of really good feedback and um, for the most part, everything's great. But I think 
our major concern is more like if we build our business and grow our business, our, um, are we just going to get more crazy customers? Does that mean also growing the like, yes. the whole pool of crazy yes. insane customers? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I can't you do are. it. So Christina, as you build your business, you're going to get more of everything. You're going to get more callbacks. You're going to get more problems with your truck vehicles. Just everything grows exponentially. You're going to get more crazy customers, but you're also going to get better customers. You're going to get more good customers. You're going to get better cash flow. So there's a yin and a yang there. Yeah, you're going to get those crazies and be amplified, but you're also going to benefit. They talk about a risk reward. You're taking that risk by growing your business. You're going to have to deal with more of those, but financially, and that's what you're in business for, it's going to pay off. You just grin and bear it and learn from everyone. The 80-20 rule, it works at all sizes. It certainly does. Yeah. And you're going to get it. But How many of you have kept your businesses small for this exact reason? Like not only because you don't have time to grow or it's hard to grow or whatever, just for the, because you're content. And I mean, I'm just feeling very content and maybe it's not worth extra money to have extra crazy people. You know, it doesn't, at a certain point, I'm like, is, is it really been worth the extra money? I've you're going to get I've better at vetting those decision. people out though too. Yeah. I mean, I've made an active decision to keep my business the size that it is. Uh, I, you know, different people have different goals, different values. You know, I, I mean, it's like, you know, making making more money is one thing, you know, or getting bigger and growing or, you know, it might be even um, producing jobs for the community, maybe a goal that people have. Uh, but it's OK to have whatever goals you have and whatever values you have. And live according to them. You know, I get to, you know, I get to have a lot of time off and do what I want to do and a lot of freedom, mm -hmm. you know, not having a bunch of, of uh, you know, what do you call those things? Oh, employees. <laughs> employees, yeah. employees. But you don't get to brag about all your cool manufacturing equipment you get to no. buy and all the fun things you get to do. Like no, but I get to live vicariously through you guys. Yeah. And, but the cool thing, Christina, you're seeing both sides from like Bill to Chris. It's really up to you. The 80-20 rule is the same. The problems are the same. They are different. And like Bill's creating jobs for lots of people. He's got his family too. And Chris has got his. And I found back when I was learning the hard knocks of running glass, four was my favorite number. Me and three guys. I just loved that number. Obviously, I got out, went into software to help all of you. But if I ever went back in, I'd probably be at four to five because that was just the right number to give premier service, fire the right customers, tailor my brand to only the high end. And that's what I wanted to do, but that might not be for you. So everyone on this call should ask yourself, what is the, what is the identity of my business? What is the goal of my business? And what is the purpose of my business? Yeah, we all want to make money, but what is your, what's the impact going to be? And then you back into your numbers, you back into your plan. That's why of our hundreds of users, not one of you are the same. Not one of you uses big clips the same. Not one of you does your business the same. And that's what makes it beautiful, chaotic, but beautiful. So not really the question you probably want to answer, but that's the that's the truth. So I think everybody can take from this phone call at whatever level you're at. No, I think it's super important to talk about and think about. And Brad and I have this conversation regularly. You know, are we, how do we feel we want to grow this year? Do we want to grow this year? You know, how does this, how is this feeling right now? And 
you know, I think like Tuesday or Wednesday morning, I was like, why do we even do this? And then, you know, today was a great day, extremely productive. Everyone was happy. We had the best team ever. You know, it's awesome. But some mornings it's just like, oh my gosh, again, or like, why do we do this? And you have to know why. And so I was just talking to you about this, Jim, and it's, uh, it's been a week, you know, it's been a rough few weeks, probably for everybody. It's busy. So, um, I don't know. Worth asking yourself. It doesn't have to suck, guys. This is a fun business. Make it fun. If you're not having fun, stop doing it. Like, you, you don't have to take every customer. You don't have to deal with it all. You can price it where you need to. And like Bill says, build your brand, and your brand should reflect who you are more than ever. Well, it's the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of the time, I'm very happy. But the 20% of the time, there's a... I'm like tired of dealing with insane people. So um, that's just me. 80% Every of your unhappiness comes from 20% of your customers, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you yeah. don't have to take every customer that calls. You don't, you do not have to. And the farther you get along into it, or that's how it has been for us, the longer we're in business, we get to pick and choose who we want to do business with. Because to me, I can tell right off the bat, as soon as we answer the phone, whether it's myself or any other girls, you pretty much know right away if the customer's going to be difficult. And usually when you have that gut feeling, you're usually correct. <laughs> so your gut will never lie to you. It will tell you in the beginning <laughs> as it progresses, you know, from the first phone call to going out and doing the estimate, the bid to the contractor, it just contract it just goes on and on and, and snowballs and so we kind of pick and choose now where we did in the beginning because you're hungry and you want to take every job and get every bit of money you can get in and as as you get bigger and you grow then you can be a little more picky you know and i i want to add to that because that's really a good topic and, and lana you're you're absolutely spot on there's, and there's two ways you can go with that. You could say, I, we don't want to do business with the customer. We want to fire you. Or you can, you can go the other way and say, well, if the customer's like that, they're going to be like that with everybody, no matter what mm -hmm. glass shop they go to. So mm -hmm. if we can win them over and get their trust, we got a lifelong customer because they know that if I can satisfy them here, it won't be as hard the second or third time. Don't forget, they're still testing the waters. They don't know us from a hole in the wall. So they're starting off. So we have ourselves to prove. So there is two ways of handling that. Sure. And, you know, and, it, and if you want to try and, uh, and win them over, try one job with them and see how it goes. If you have <laughs> the ability to, to be able to do that and risk whatever risk you're taking, but you could end up getting a very good customer because that particular customer doesn't want to go through it with another one and test the waters. Once they find somebody that satisfies their need, they're going to be your lifelong customer. So it's just another way of looking at a challenge. Yeah, I guess if they, um, if they're going to be a repeat customer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, not one, the ones that challenge us most are designers, right? Most guys are going to agree with that, right? The designers yes. have their, Thoughts yeah. of grandeur, and they want you to do things without any mechanical fasteners. They want this, and they want that. That's not yeah. what no they see on TV or in a book or whatever. They want to duplicate that. And like, then... That's the hardest customers for us because no matter what we tell them, they want the best. You know, that's I what call they them want. I call them desecrators. 
<laughs> that's good yeah yeah oh, it's it's terrible yeah. but if you if you can learn to to work with them then all the rest of the jobs are automatic no so I, I guess it depends how much time you want to spend building that first relationship my years of business you know designers i've done well with but some are just you can't deal with them mm -hmm. true <laughs> yeah and i think uh, uh the end of the day, you really have to take a look at what motivates you and kind of go away from having problems. So for us, years ago, you know, uh, buying glass from manufacturers was terrible. So we became our own manufacturing facility, and that has solved a lot of issues. For example, like right now, um, something that, that we're doing in order to grow and to take away those little problems, you know, that cause the headaches and maybe wants us to quit sometimes, um, we were trying to find, you know, software to integrate 100% of the company. And we find out, you know, there's really not, no, a single software that, uh, that can integrate every single aspect of your company. So we decided to do that, to take on that and create a software that solves what I think is 100% of the issues within the glass company, except for designing, um, so I think that's something that I wanted to ask you guys. What are some things that you would like to see in a software? Because right now we're developing, but we want to make sure that we, we are thinking a little bit outside the box, not only for our company, which is, you know, we're kind of like uh, my shower, but we do like 100% of the, of the process. But we may be missing on some of those headaches that you might um uh, headaches that you might that you guys may have um so the the software that we're developing is does everything except for designing so you can do all of your accounting you can do all of your bits you can do all of your routes you can do tracking of inventory manufacturing installations what do you guys would like to uh see or what what would you guys uh think it will make your life much easier That is such an open question. <laughs> I mean, so many know, different things and parts. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, you'd have to see. You'd have to see what's already on the market, what people already uh, are um, providing in that in that you know realm, and then kind of see what's missing from there, or see if you know, see how much overlap your product's going to have with what's already existing, and if it really does meet any needs that aren't aren't being met already. Yeah, Ellie, I mean, you should take a, an hour phone call with Jim at BidClips to see what they have because he's from the glass industry and would help you. Now, our guys have had a few conversations with BidClips uh, and we're still not getting every little thing. So you have to decide on your priorities. What's important for us, you know, a good CRM, knowing where our dollars are spent in our advertising is very important for us and track where every single lead comes from and how did they get that lead? What's your closing ratio? What's your cost of customer acquisition? Those are all important part on the sales part. Now you want to take it and say, okay, I want to go to the customer with an iPad, do the drawing, put the measurements in, spit out my glass order for manufacturing, do a CAD drawing, per panel of glass, get your cost analysis there, 
make sure you know what your cost is, your markup is accordingly. So just how deep do you want to go? What everybody's doing is taking bits and pieces from everything and trying to integrate it. And then it just really loads it down. Jim, you should follow up on this because this is right in your yeah. wheelhouse. Well, I just want software that will put the glass in and not complain. That's what I'd like um, for yeah. my software, um, yeah, I'm personally. Thinking, but, I'm thinking uh, something no, that will just kind of weed out all the engineers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Ivan, I'd love to talk to you. One thing I know in my journey, this is glass guy talking, not, not even more stuff. Any, there's no one tool that's going to do it all. We're moving into 2022. Um, you have what's called a stack in every other business, but our old fashioned businesses. You have to find your stack, like Bill was just talking about. And so any software that's like, we can do it all, they're gonna do it all poorly. So you, you gotta find the things that fit what you need, again, for your business. You know, BigClips doesn't even fit all of you. It doesn't fit everybody. It only fits people that care about their customer service and it fits certain people, certain doesn't. So I think it's a great question to be asking and something I would love to talk to you about. I love to, to talk software, help people out. There's plenty of room in this industry for so many solutions, but it really comes down to the operator. It comes down to us creating a flow, like Mike and I were talking about, a business flow, then figuring out what do you need to make that flow happen, right? Brian, you and I had that same conversation. Like It's more about us leading our businesses and then finding the tools that fit it. All of us want that tool that's going to do it for us. And I'm telling you, even the franchises don't do a good job of that. So unfortunately, it always comes back to between our own ears and our heart and then running our companies and finding what works. So double back to me, just book a tour or pop in, book a meeting. And I'd love to just talk with you and tell you what I've learned through the School of Hard Knocks. Do you guys have any apps or software or anything that helps you do your templating, your measuring and stuff? Because like, I can't tell you how many like handwriting mistakes or mismeasurements or whatever have kind of like, it, it just causes more trips and obviously trips are expensive. And, you know, um, we haven't found a software that really helps us do it all. So I wanted to ask as far as templating goes. You know, have you, have you tried anything yet? We tried um, Smart Glazer. Um, we used uh, Smart Builder, Smart Toolbox, and Showers Online, um, and that's been great. But their Smart Glazer app is lacking in a lot of ways. Um, particularly, it doesn't allow rakes. Um, and there's also a lot of uh, fields on our measure sheet that it doesn't uh, take into account kind of thing. So we can kind of build our own sort of questionnaire in there but there's just a lot there that's missing I feel like and it, it's become a problem so now we're doing like a pdf editor um type thing on an ipad but it's more just it's still a piece of paper ultimately there's some pro do you use alumax ever yes we have do used alumax. pro yes we do but do they have an app like on your um, phone? Not phone, but I think they have it on the uh, iPad. Okay. Um, sure they do. I know that's what, when we buy from them, that's what Caleb uses. And he likes it better than the showers online. But, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. And I, I love their bells and whistles. I love everything. But, I, you know, I don't want to take all the personal touch out of way because I think that people buy from people. They don't right. buy from clicking online and click, 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 click. And, yep. you know, my contract, DocuSign and sign it, no way they go. 
So I still like to have a little personal involvement with my customers. Now, excuse me, Lana, uh, which, which one you just said, which software? Prism Pro, I believe is the name of it. Yeah, that's the web. Um, that's the web designer for Alumax. We use Prism Pro for our web design with Alumax, and it's it's actually great. I it, it yeah. was clunky at first, but I really like it. It's just in the field when the guys are taking measurements is kind of what we're struggling with. I would say, you know, yeah, remembering using, every single measurement, every outage. Yeah. I'm using right. showers online for that on iPad. Um, it's you know, it's not. It leaves a little to be desired. I mean, it's a little bit clunky. It doesn't always, I don't know, it doesn't always like load the way that it should. Sometimes you got to reload it a few times, but it's it, it's been pretty reliable for like just being on on site and taking. taking I see load. every I see everything um, from hand drawn um, loaded into our templates to a lot of some 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 groups are using. They'll put a picture on. They'll do Google Draw over the top, and they have their own checklist. Uh, Christina, for the new, some people have like newbie checklists. I, we've literally seen everything. I agree with Chris. Right now, I would say probably showers online is the most straightforward. There's a little bit of a learning curve with your team. It has a cost to it. I think the cost outweighs the benefits. Uh, I think smart builders kind of a tight second there. But really, at the end of the day, um, I, uh, I agree with, with Lana that also if you want that personal touch, you kind of create what you need for your business and your skill set. And then if you have to go old fashioned to get it and then make it easy to put it into the technology, it's really back to your own shop. Um, Bill, what are you guys using right now for your pad drawings for just your residential, not your high-end architectural? Just for the regular ones, uh, they're just using paint. We have we yeah. have these templates made up from five years ago and you're just cutting and pasting and putting them over there. Uh, but we're, we're actually hand drawing. When we go to the field, we're not creating them digitally. We're hand drawing them doing just like Christina said, yeah. some, sometimes you have uh, transposition problems with you know somebody making a nine, an eight, whatever it is, a seven could be construed as a one. Mm -hmm. um, so we still have those problems, but that doesn't mean that if you went to an app, it's gonna be any different. Somebody's finger could hit mm -hmm. the wrong digit and put in the wrong thing. There's no verification. Yeah. I, watched, I watched a YouTube video, a guy made a YouTube video, it's still out there how to measure shower doors. And he's reading off his dimensions off his tape measure and he entered it in the computer wrong. And, yeah. and this is an instruction video on how to do it. So <laughs> I, I use Smart Builder and the thing you, it's harder to put in a wrong measurement because it's actually uh, putting the dimensions and making it scale. And it will know, I mean, you'll be able to see if it's wrong. It's kind of checking your math as you're going along. Yeah. Yeah. It tells you what your like middle width on the top should be, which I really love based on your middle width and outages on the bottom. Um, and that's part of the reason I love Smart Builder, but it doesn't have all the middle widths all the way down. And we really want to see all of that, plus like tile type and just everything. So I do agree that like Smart Glazer is one of the best apps, but um, it's still, again, it's something to be desired, but it is awesome. Highly recommend if somebody is like playing around with something. And our tool just plugs any of those in and sends it. So it doesn't really matter what you use from our perspective. So I'm old school. You are. I learned, I learned, <laughs> how, to, I learned how to use Excel. And I have templates for every shower door 
panels I've ever done. Yeah. And I can bring up a door and I have a worksheet on the side and I can enter the numbers in and I can make my own deductions and I'll put it onto the door. Nice. So let me challenge you, Tim. Do you feel that that's 100% foolproof? As long as I put the right number in. Oh, so it's not. Okay. <laughs> garbage what do you, in, garbage out, right? What do you do? So on the answer a, is yes, of course. So where, on Excel, how does it calculate your angles? The angles, I mean, I'll make a template. And okay. Put the numbers. So Excel's not doing that. It's not telling you it's a 135 degree, 138 degree angle, any of that. No, I, I know what the, the, um, the angles are on the glass. Yeah, yeah. So 135, and I have a little box to punch out what angles, what angle that piece of glass is supposed to be. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is, I agree with everybody, and it goes back to the 80-20. Christina, whatever you get is going to get 80% of what you do, and that might be enough, but it's those 20% that you're trying to stop your inefficiencies, whether yeah. it's having to drive back out and take measurements or remake glass because of the wrong measurement. I, I don't know of anything that's absolutely foolproof. Like mine, it'll have a drop down list for the hinge. And so it's a pinnacle or four four, and then it'll put on the template. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's nice no silver bullet. Yeah. Yeah. No, still, you know, not yet, not yet. Humans are still humans. Tell the robots completely take over. Christina, I want to ask you a long. question. Are you, are you, the, the person who's measuring your showers, are they also the person that's ordering your showers? No, so I order everything. Um, and then the people measuring, um, it's, you know, we have a handful of guys measuring, one primarily, but um, everybody is trained to measure. Okay, because that's, that's we're, we're playing with roles right now in what we're doing. We've, we've made a lot of transitions over the last year. Uh, with what you know our whole process where we used to have like one salesman would handle the process from the initial phone call to the final payment and you would handle a customer all the way through we have we have several people involved in that process now so that's why I'm asking is we're, we're playing with whose responsibility is to handle the different portions of the process without getting muddy in between those meaning it worries me when someone else measures and someone else orders because the way I may draw a shower in my outages that makes sense to me may not make sense to another person if I hand them my order sheet. So we were doing it where uh, we did it a very short amount of time because I was actually do doing the ordering like you are because uh, I was removing myself from the on-site measurement, but I was getting drawings back in and I was having to go back every time and have questions because we didn't have a really clear uh, sheet or diagram to use. So uh, that was something we decided that whoever's measuring is going to be ordering the shower. Now that may not work for you if you have like an installation crew doing your measuring. They're not going to be, you know, be on the system ordering. So that's something <coughs> to think about is who's doing that. And that's what we're playing with right now is who handles what in the process to try to create, okay, you can, you can separate it here and there's not going to be any heavy confusion. Or if there is, there's a digital, you know, a, a, a digital backup that you can go to and we can break it here and there's not going to be that. Some of those breaks are going to get really muddy and that's what we're trying to figure out and what we worry about because we, the biggest thing is once it's ordered or once glass arrives, you can't fix those two things. Those are the two biggest kickers that we've been looking at is we can screw up all the way to the point we order the glass. So, so everything can be fixed to that point. Once that glass is ordered, it turns into a mess to try to fix it. So how do we make sure that once we order it, 
it's what we want it to be. And I'm, I'm looking at that same thing is, okay, am I going to measure an order or do I have somebody else who does that or how we handle that process? So just something to think about and what we're playing with too is what roles does each person handle? So those, those transitions don't get murky in between the most important things that you can't go back. And, well, we, we missed that measurement because I didn't understand what you meant. We can't fix that on the back end. We can fix a, a bad sales price or something on the front end, but we can't fix that back end screw up. So, so something we're thinking about too, but, but consider who's, who's handling that transition and, and how clean that can be. So the guy, so that's a really good point. And I've been thinking about that because to a certain extent, like when I go out and measure, I feel very personally accountable for the success of that shower. So I'll always go find the installers and be like, how did it fit? How did it work? Were they happy? Was everything okay? But I don't know that every employee feels that same level of like, not to just toot my own horn, but not everyone feels like that about their job. You know, some people want to just go measure and go home. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my husband is playing Halo right now. Oh my gosh. Um, Christine, um, in, in early on in our business, because um, we bought the business and we already had employees in place when we bought the company. And so one of the first thing I did was the my son, he is our um, technical measure lead installer. He does all kinds of things. But anyway, he measures. And so what he does, the person that's going to order has to duplicate that. And, the, and when we send it into the company, it has to be the same and the installer has to be the same. So all four people do exact, they all measure the same. They all mark their outages the same. All their notations are the same. Nobody can write something foreign on there we've never heard of or draw a funny line. We don't know what that means. Everybody has to duplicate exactly the same thing. So if you get a spec sheet and, you know, uh, three other people have had it, you know how to read it. You, you exactly. know what you, everybody does the same thing you don't have to worry about that I completely agree like yeah. we so we have that largely and all of our guys do outages the same way and stuff like that but when we start getting into like crazy stuff that's not as common or like pairs or whatever you know mm -hmm. and our our measure sheets pass through three hands before it ever gets ordered yeah. because there's like a checks and balance process but oh. at the same time at every transition point from one person to the next something could get lost in the mix so it's 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 mm. that balance of like are we communicating effectively is everything written down you know and and should it really just be the person who measures doing the ordering but the problem is the guy who's so good at measuring his attention to detail tends to lack when it comes mm. down to ordering, because he used yeah. to do all the ordering and we had tons of mistakes. So yeah, yeah it's, and it's like, I don't know, does it come down to like doing more of a commission structure and weighing more heavily on his commission or something like, you know, I, I just don't know. Well, like at some point, to be a little accountable for what they're doing. I mean. Well, right. hey everyone. <laughs> Try to keep these to about an hour. Oh, we, sorry. We kind of, no, it's okay. It's great. I mean, I love that that it's going on like this. We had like 16, 18 people on the call, which is incredible. I don't know. It's going to be hard to keep it to, to within an hour, but we've gone about 10 minutes past that. So, 
So, yeah, no, sorry. Um, I got all my questions answered. I appreciate this as a venting session as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and come back again. It's, it's great to have some uh, female voices on the call, too. I find it so soothing. So, yeah, oh. keep, keep coming on and, uh, and, and contributing. It's really nice. And, uh, and yeah, we've got to leave them wanting more, right? <laughs> so they'll come back next week. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much. See you Great. next thanks, Wednesday. Everybody. See you next week. See you All right. See ya. Bye. See you guys. Good night, everybody. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.